for medical workers at a suburban Detroit plant. Engineering manager Adrian Price says they put the whole process into production in a single weekend. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service. And O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes. A lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Realtors near Nashville are counting on better times ahead. WTVF-TV's Alexandra Cohen. Cindy Garvey is the real estate broker at United Country Real Estate in Leapers Fork. Once everybody's allowed to get out and move around, we're going to be busier than ever. Some realtors I talk to tell me they expect a mass exodus from places like California and Chicago. Many of those people want to move here where they have plenty of land. Cindy says usually they're selling second homes or property for recreation. But during the pandemic, she's seen a shift as people want to properly social distance. It's just a different world out here than it is in the city. From the fashion pages, former Vogue editor-at-large Andre Leon Talley doesn't have many nice things to say about his old boss. In a new memoir, he claims Anna Winter isn't capable of human kindness and dumped him for being too old, too overweight, and too uncool. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of Nature's fruit and veggie capsules contain 100% fine ripened fruits and vegetables, tested pure with no pesticides, fillers, or additives of any kind, and are the most effective whole food supplements on the market today. Fruits and vegetables are on an average 85% water. Balance of Nature uses cold vacuum technology to remove the water, leaving only the whole food. Our cold vacuum technology maintains 99% of the fresh fruits and vegetables' original nutritional value. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Something. 
Since 1972, Danim Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Danim Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Danim Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Danim Electric, 740-593-8813. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. Hoping to stick to your New Year's resolution but just can't stop craving pizza? Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and you can choose from three signature 10-inch pies including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Hello. Yabba yabba do there. I've got it official. It's a Friday, folks. It's a free-for-all. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah, boy. your headphones on. It was kind of cutting. It sounded like something was wrong there for a minute. Anyway, good morning, folks. Uh, Scott's here, too, and um, good morning. Good morning. Um, of course, he's been here all morning. I learned something yesterday, and I'm not sure this is true, so I'll verify it with you. Do you start your show at 5 or at 6? Do what? Do you start your program at 5 or at 6? 6.06, after okay. CBS News. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm, I don't know. Somebody was saying, no, it starts at 5. Are they talking about, oh, no, was it over there that it they start be. at 5? Could be. I'm, first I'm light. pointing over to FM, folks. But first light is. Uh, is it 5? Yeah, okay, I get it. Here on AM. Yeah, yeah. 
get the machine's attention. I need to sort this thing out in my head. But uh, uh, Dave Machine over on uh, Power 105. He's shaking so, his head no. No what? I'm <laughs> not coming over. I don't know what that means. No, it's not five, or no, he's not coming, or no... I, I think it's no, he's not coming. Okay, whatever. At the moment, anyway. Good morning, folks. It's Friday, as I said several times already. It's April 24th. This is the 115th day now of this year, meaning there are 251 days remaining. Looking at a highlight in history, April 24th, but the year 1877, federal troops were ordered out of New Orleans, ending the North's post-Civil War rule in the South. I just noticed another thing. It says in 1800, on this very date, Congress approved a bill establishing the Library of Congress. How about that? On any date, we can find a gazillion things, of course. And uh, we have lengthy lists, but we just choose a few to share with you. We try to mix it up. Um, let's see here. The thought for the day, this comes from um, Pat Paulson. Wasn't, wasn't he a comedian? Uh, somewhat, yeah. He I was also remember a, him. He was also a presidential candidate back in the uh, 68, 72 election, I believe it was. Pull up a picture if you can. Okay. I, I'm trying to put a face with the name. That's a familiar name to me, and I, it seems to me I've laughed a great deal at some of his stuff. Let's see. Anyway, here he, here he has a quote. I feel proud to be living in a country where people are not afraid to laugh at themselves and where political satire is tolerated by the government, if not the television network. Yeah, he was an American comedian, satirist, okay. notable for his roles in several of the Smothers Brothers TV shows and his satirical campaigns for president. The United States between 68 and 96. Okay. Let me see a photo, though. I'm trying to picture. Tilt your screen. Oh, yes, of course. Now I recognize him. Yeah, I did like him a lot. And, um, by the way, he died on this date in 1997. Born in 1927. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, today is National Arbor Day. Now, let's get the definition of arbor. Doesn't it simply mean tree? Uh, that's what I always thought. But I now I'm questioning since I see it in print. National Arbor Day, or is it foliage, or is it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, our, it's, uh, to, it says to dedicate a tree to someone who is special to you. Oh. Arbor. Okay. Well, anyway, it's National Arbor Day. It's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. Okay. 
I've heard this expression all my life. But what is a pig in a black it, blanket? It, it's a hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Well, I live such a sheltered life. Or, or corn dog or whatever people want to wrap around a hot dog. I do like corn dogs. Mm-hmm. That, um, what is it, cornbread type? Mm-hmm. Um, coating. Coating, yeah. Mixture. Anyway. National Pigs in a Blanket Day. National Hairball Awareness Day. <laughs> I have no idea what they're getting at. Don't think I want to know. And a National Teach Children to Save Day. Nothing wrong with that. Getting to understand saving a dollar or two here and there. <laughs> All right. Well, we can set these over here. What about historical events? Uh, other than what we've already mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, by the way, I did do that in my elbow. Um, 1877, the Russo-Turkish War. Russia declares war on the Ottoman Empire. 1898, the Spanish-American War. Spain declares war after rejecting U.S. ultimatum to withdraw from China, 1898. 1916, the Easter Rising of Irish Republicans against British occupations begins in Dublin. Ireland, of course. 1967, Vietnam War, American General William Westmoreland says in a news conference that the enemy had gained support in the United States that gives him the hope he can win politically that which he cannot win militarily. Oh, I remember that. Let's see here. Uh-oh. What's going on with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson? Uh, Didn't they both have the COVID? Uh, yeah, he d he did. I'm not sure if she did, but are you getting that pop-up where it says tragedy about those two or something? It says read more. Oh. I haven't heard anything other than that, and they were infected. Okay. Well, birthdays, Barbara Streisand is having a birthday today, her 78th. Um, Kelly Clarkson. It's funny how she has, uh, just in the last year or two, gained a lot more notoriety. I think, uh, what was it, The Voice? Mm, well, American Idol. Or American Idol. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of thrust her into the limelight, and now she's got... A, a show or two she hosts herself. Mm -hmm. And remember that word notoriety means bad publicity. But I always said I thought there could be good notoriety too. I thought but there was. Yeah, the official definition. I certainly meant it as good. I, yeah, I know you did. Well. We had a caller that called in about that a while back. It says, well, the definition of notoriety, the state of being famous or well-known for some bad quality. Oh, deed. I don't agree with that. Well, I don't either, but... But uh, the caller was correct. 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so give me another word that I should use instead. Well, yeah, I well, accolades, publicity, um, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we can do better. But anyway, let's see. How about famous deaths? Daniel Defoe. D-E-F-O-E. We're talking a long time ago. He died on this date in 1731. Daniel Defoe. Uh, let's see. He wrote uh, Journal of the Plague Year. Hmm, how about that? He was a writer. Okay. And then a woman by the name of Wallace Simpson, who died not all that long ago in 1986 on this date. Wallace Simpson. You can hear the computer keys punching. Clicking away here. Wallace Simpson. Uh... Attractive lady. Oh, Wallace, W-A-L-L-I-S? Yes. Okay, Duchess of Windsor. Born Bessie Wallace Warfield, known as Wallace Simpson, was an American socialite divorcee whose intended marriage to the British King Edward VIII caused a constitutional crisis that led to Edward's abdication. She grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you know, I have, it's funny you should mention that. There are cities around the nation that you, you find you have a particular affection for. Mm -hmm. And I've grown to have one for Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Pat was uh, an interior designer in that. Baltimore, Washington, D.C. corridor. And um, uh, lived in Columbia, Maryland, which is kind of a unique place. A utopian city, right? Uh, But Baltimore, very close by. Um, We stopped at a car dealership, and I looked at a car... This story's 35 years old anyway. And um, the, the the salesman who was working with us was Henry Mancini's brother. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. what, and what are the odds of something like that? Yeah, not, not very good. Anyway. Um, so did you talk music? Yes, of course. <laughs> I, I've done a little bit with Mancini. Very little, but uh, I think two shows. Um, but I've always loved his work. And, of course, we play a great deal of oh, it here yeah. at the I station love, over I the years. I love his music. Yeah. Um, I've lost track of what I'm doing here. Um, what were we talking about? Famous. Oh, Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. It is a terrific city. Now, there's some neighborhoods that are tough. All cities have that. Um, but I remember going to one of those neighborhoods. This, this Again, this story is 35 years old. And uh, Pat was a little bit um, nervous. 
But he said, let's go in here and eat at a restaurant. And and you've seen in movies where they have this scene where uh, there's a lot of liveliness in the restaurant, but somebody walks in and everything gets instantly quiet. And they're all looking at you. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, you're feeling rather out of place, like you're not supposed to be there. It was that very sort of scene. And uh, But I just ignored it and walked up to the counter and said, um, uh, how good are your whatever food, right? Yeah. And uh, the waitress very cautiously said, well, people order them a lot. I said, well, we want some. And while you're at it, give us a glass of beer, would you? And um, pretty soon people were starting to just strike up conversations with us, you know. <laughs> and uh, But it was, uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, it was a, a racial thing, right? Uh, where uh, all, all the patrons in there were black. And uh, I never know what to say anymore. Is it African-American or black? And I hear people of that description with their own preferences of which way it should be. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know which way is right. I'd rather just say people of color because I think that's kinder. But anyway... Um, pretty soon we were all just having a good time. And I, isn't that great, you know, when that happens? Yep, absolutely. I've had several situations like that. Well, anyway. Um. That's what I loved about working in athletics. I mean, you get all different walks of life in there. We all are a team working toward the same goal. And I loved it. You bet. Speaking of athletics. Did you know that the NFL had a little thing last night? Um, yes. Oh, you did? I did, and I loved that, too. We watched it, um, uh, the first large portion of it, I would say. We didn't make it to the end. Would they give uh, the top 32 last night, was it? Something like that? Yeah, round one. Okay. Round two and three are today at 7 o'clock, and tomorrow rounds four through seven, beginning at noon. Okay, so when you include all the rounds, how many people are we talking about? Oh, geez. Um, not sure how many. Two, mm, 200 and some, okay. probably. Okay. Well, 32 times seven, whatever that is. <laughs> well, it'd be uh, over over 200. Yeah. Um. 206, I, no, no, no. 224. 224, thank you. Okay, so, um, but the uh, first round was last night, and it was done in a virtual manner. That is to say, we were getting a whole new meaning of this virtual word um, from different people's basements and home sites and offices, and uh, rather than one big glitzy show, in some sort of large auditorium. All in all, I thought they came off rather nicely. Not bad. Um, 
the commissioner still got booed at the beginning when but, when he was introduced. He always gets booed. Yeah. Whenever they have. But isn't that ex- like uh, a, is it a comedic thing? Um, or is it really people don't like? I think it's for real. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure why. You know, whether they just don't like his leadership or his policies or protocols or or what it is. Or if it's just, a, like you said, a tradition type thing. I don't recall if I've known an, a football commissioner. I've known several baseball commissioners. Boy, Kuhn was the best. Um, I thought Peter Uberoth was really good during his time as a baseball commissioner. But I, I don't understand a commissioner being booed. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know whether it's... I, th- I, I thought it was all a gimmick. Well, but there, there think... may be something to that, but okay. you know, there's been some decisions handed down by the commissioner's office that haven't been real popular. With well, fans, isn't that true? Period. Sure I mean, that's part of their job. Sure, it is. Oh and well. Anytime you're at the top, let's you, get you back into the, the the real the real issue here, and that happens to be a, a local young man, Joe Burrow. Ever heard of him? Yes. Okay. Uh, Robin and uh, Jim. Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Or Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, of course, was an assistant coach and with uh, Frank. Yep, defensive and, coordinator. And uh, Robin, of course, a teacher at um, um, uh, Morrison Gordon Elementary yep. and then became a principal at another, um, is it middle school or elementary? I think it's elementary again at Eastern in the Eastern Local School okay. District. Well, they're just really a great couple. I've, oh, I've yeah. known Robin probably the best. Um. I think a couple of my grandkids had her as a teacher, even when they were at Morrison Gordon. Um, okay, so um, here's this story of a young man. He did terrific here at Athens. The best. He um, then went to Ohio State, where he was sort of the backup guy. Uh the the Ohio State coaches and there were two during his time I think uh, both picked on uh, another person to be their number one quarterback and Joe was their number two backup so to speak two years went by and Joe had the option and was being uh, what do you call it invited considered LSU and he did Mm -hmm. he entered the what they call the transfer portal now but after his uh, two years there in my opinion he had that job won at Ohio State until he injured his hand that set him back a little bit but still I think he had that job won quarterback position that's just me well I'm making this a little bit too long the point is he was the number one pick. Yes. So you might say the highest in demand. And the Bengals, who we are, of course, uh, an affiliate to, and we air all the Bengals games. Yep. Um, had uh, the toughest record, or I'm sorry, the poorest record last year. 
Consequently, get, they get the first pick, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that how it works? Yes, it is. And they chose Joe. There wasn't too much surprise with that. Uh, and the Ohio connection, the skill of the kid. Kid, listen to me. The skill of the young man. Um, all of that stuff. It all made great sense. Now. So, it was fun to watch. Lots of fun. Now, let's talk about some other players whose names came up last night. Because we had a couple of Ohio Staters, right? Yeah, number two and number three. Okay, so lay it on me. Well, and number 19, I think. Yeah, I want to go back to uh, Joe for a second if I can. I I saw something here for. Not permitted. Well, okay. I'm kidding. All right, I'm going to file for an exemption for that permission there, too. So, (laughs) uh, anyway, waiver granted here. Um, CBSSports.com gives the Bengals draft pick of Joe at number one a grade A. They go on to say this he will be a star. This kid has all the tools to be a big-time NFL quarterback. The Bengals will be winners soon. And if there's anyone that can do it and turn around that record to make them 14-2, and two, it's Joe. So Where no, they were 2-14 and 14 yeah, last year. Yeah, no pressure there. But, you know, he knows that. And that is one of the things that these so-called experts and analysts have said about Joe, that he is cool under pressure. The more pressure is on him, the better he is. And he showed that all year. At the end of the season, LSU was undefeated, national champions, and all said and done, they defeated five of the final top ten teams mm-hmm. this past year. All pressure as a number one team. So I don't know how. I'm, I'm saying the Bengals would have been fools if they passed on Joe. So anyway... Uh, congratulations, Joe. I say congratulations a couple times on the morning show. And I can't say enough, you know, not only about being the number one pick, but the things he's said and done for Athens, Athens County, and southeastern Ohio. I mean, a lot of Heisman Trophy winners, they don't care about where they came from. You know, they're ready for the glitz and glory and millions of dollars. But he has kept his head on his shoulders that says a lot about this kid. Okay, see, I did it too, kid. This young man's disposition and character. So, congratulations. They give him a great A. The number two pick back to the Ohio State players. They give uh, a great A to the Washington Redskins pick. Uh, Chase Young was drafted by the Redskins. And at number three, Jeffrey Okuda goes to the Detroit Lions. He was a cornerback for the Buckeyes. Now, you mentioned number 19 pick. Something. Something like that. Let me see. Yep, number 19. That goes to the, uh, well, I don't know what, where they are now, the Las Vegas Raiders, I guess they are. Cornerback uh, Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Okay. And he it was uh, terrific for the Buckeyes. Um, I'm very ignorant on these sort of things, so I'll, I'm relying on you. No, I'm happy. Did did, happy uh, did uh, LSU have any other? Yes, uh, the one of their wide receivers, uh, Justin Jefferson, was drafted number twenty-two by the Minnesota Vikings. So he'll be in Minnesota. I was hoping the Bengals. Well, I hope they do in the next 
couple rounds, get a chance. That's my next question. Yeah, to get one of uh, Joe's receivers at LSU. I mean, they, you talk about clicking like a like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they Joe had so Did, many good receivers to throw to at LSU. So I, with the 32 last night, Yeah. how many NFL teams are there? Uh, 32. Okay. So they each got one last night. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are 31st right, in the order, which means you had a pretty good season last year. Well, right? unless the pick was traded. Now, there are, there are trades involved here, too, so uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily fall that way every year. I mean, the Bengals could have traded the number one pick if they wanted to. But uh, there are some trades in the lower rounds, typically. A lot of teams are hesitant to trade a number one or two pick. Unless they get, as they say, the farm delivered back in return. So it didn't necessarily turn out that way. Minnesota picked number 31 again, so they had another pick in the first round. Well, okay. Um, let me see if I can get back in my head what I was going to ask. Okay. About um, drafting another LSU receiver, maybe? The Bengals? No, I guess... Uh, I, I lost my thought. It doesn't matter. Way to go, Joe. Yes, indeed. And um, I see here there's another LSU player who's drafted a defensive player. I had uh, sent a note to um, Robin, and I didn't have her direct access, so I sent it as a message through Facebook, and this has been, I don't know, two months ago now saying, I'd love to have you and Jim, Jimmy, um, be a guest some morning. And I've just never heard back. And I, I'm sure she's just been inundated with stuff. Oh, both of them. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, a Facebook message is not very... Um, Formal, inviting. Well, <laughs> you know, if I had been, if I had, had her actual email address... Direct, I could have, you know, maybe worked that out. And and I know them well enough that I I know she'd be pleased to do it. Oh sure. But anyway. Yeah. Hey, okay. I want to say too that NBC Nightly News last night had a segment on uh, Joe too. Yes. With a draft pick coming up with um, Lester Holt anchoring. It was yeah. a national news broadcast. It was their closer. Uh, the last thing they do, which is always a very warm and touching story. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they talked about how he had raised $650,000 just in his comment on becoming named the um, Heisman winner. Yeah, from his speech. Yeah. And they had interviews from uh, Nathan White, Athens High School football coach, mm-hmm. and also um, the uh, food pantry director. Right. And uh, it just, yeah, like you said, very heartwarming to know that, you know, this kid, I did it again, this young man cares so much about this area. All righty. Well, way to go. Yes. All right, now, where shall we go? Let's go, um, let's see what uh, the New York Times is talking about today. Um, In their morning briefing, um, let's see, we're covering the latest federal aid package in response to the coronavirus pandemic. 
and they too the first round of the NFL draft. They say it's also Friday, so there's a new news quiz. I don't know what they're talking about, but maybe we'll find out here in a moment. <coughs> anyway, um, there are states. There's starting to be some pushback by the general public uh, where they want to open. <coughs> they want to uh, get life back to some sense of normalcy. Restaurants. I so badly need a haircut. I actually had Pat take three pictures of me yesterday. And we texted him down to Gina, the guy that cuts my hair. <laughs> and she's playing with her horses because her shop's closed, right? And uh, she wrote, wrote back, wow, you know. Anyway, we'll see. Well, I brought the scissors in the other day, but we had a guest. So I thought, you know, while you're doing that, the machine could hold the comb and I would hold the scissors. There I is know. no way in... In I hell, and I'm going to let you do that. I can't believe you, your trust goes out the window. Well, it on depends that. on the topic. And, yeah, uh, I do not <laughs> trust you with my hair. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, machine was on board, though. I well, mean, I, you know. I can just see him. He'd have... It's hard to tell what his design would look it like. It would be artwork, you know, that I don't want to show. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> something funky, anyway. <laughs> something different, unusual. Anyway, so now we're starting to have this, uh, what would you call it? Um, do Is this uh, shutdown of everything still necessary? And depending on which experts you talk to, some are saying, yes, we don't want a reoccurrence or a new spike or all of those different terms, expressions. Uh, others are saying, uh, we can keep this under control. Um, it's just really complicated. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, thanks for taking my call this morning. Um, I hope I don't upset anyone with my comment, but I wish uh, Mr. Trump would actually go out and get a medical degree before he starts giving out medical advice that he says just comes out of his head, <laughs> such as, you know, go out in the sunshine or better yet to go out and get an injection of uh, anti-infect, like you bleach or something, you know, like, it's like you clean down your, you know, you, you use Clorox wipes and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know where he gets this stuff. He must be hallucinating or something. They <laughs> better give him another COVID-19 test. Well, I, I, he does say some things that... Um, That's dangerous stuff, what he's saying. Yeah, and, and I think people know him well enough that they don't take it for real. Not everybody. Uh, most. Not everybody. Um, and uh, if no. it, it will be interesting to see if we have a death as a result of an injection of Clorox. Well, maybe he is a doctor. Did he not at one time um, um, actually write his own doctor report before he became president? I think that came out. I don't know. Yeah, that came out. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, 
you know, everything's... I, I even okay. myself, I get criticized for being a doctor because I'm so concerned about my wife's health. Oh, never, never, never apologize for that. And um, so I, I research things a lot and um, I push her to um, follow the steps I've read about and understand and so on. And uh, it's irritating to her sometimes. Although she also generally appreciates it. It but, only comes from love from you. I'm almost certain of that. So anyway, um, but I can be a real nag and feel I have a certain responsibility to do that. Anyway. Well, that's part of your duty as a spouse to make sure that everything is done, you know, doctor's orders and what have you. And, mm -hmm. and it's hard when you're a cancer patient. You've not been one, so, you know, it's hard, but it's your loved one and you love her and... It's just, you're just underscoring that. I, I you know, it's something that's a, a admirable. Um, but I wouldn't say that you're trying to be a doctor. I mean, you're not going out in a public arena to the entire world and making a you-know-what of yourself, a donkey's behind. But, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm trying, this is a, you know. A, I, I, I have been known to express, like, um, a staff member or something, um, we'll talk of an ailment, and I'd say, well, I suggest this. and um, I, But I also would add, I want you to go see a doc about it, too. But uh, in the meantime, here's something that might help, because I... My mind captures all this stuff. And I'm... I'm now, you know... As long as it's, you know... They, they they check it out, you know. Uh, yeah. Ask your ask your medical professional or I got you. or something like that. But you know, I would never apologize for for being a husband of a of a cancer a patient to to nudge and do whatever. It's simply, at least in my opinion, it's simply out of love. So you know, you just uh, I don't know anyone who would be critical of that. Although I suppose you know. You could be irritated with a spouse when oh, when sure. they do that. I would imagine, but. Uh, we all get irritated at our spouses, and that's yeah. part of that's part of the umbrella. <laughs> of, well, it's true, okay. and so you know you uh, and sometimes you use cross words that. Uh, oh yeah. And and, <laughs> but I am having a delightful time listening listening to you about your hair. Someone, <laughs> I say this on here. Someone referred to you as looking like a werewolf, werewolf, yeah, or yeah. some kind of a, or like the Unabomber guy that. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you look like, Kaczynski, but, huh? but uh, you know, trust trust someone that you that cares about you. Let them trim it up a little bit. You don't. They're not going to like. We, we have a gal on staff who's terrific. You you're familiar with her, Penny Purdy. I, I've heard her. Show, yeah, and she's a, uh, just funny, funny. Anyway, well, trust her. Well, yeah, but now her husband you. has turned it off and said, "Listen, you know, until this thing settles down, you can't." You shouldn't be bringing people, because she'll do any number of people, uh, help them if they're concerned with their hair. She she calls it Penny Purdy's, no, what, per, Perky Penny Salon, I don't know. Um, she loves to cut hair. Is she a licensed beautician? I think once upon a time. Yeah. Well, I think legally, but, I mean, in any state her, that I know of, you're not allowed to really go out and do hair and charge for well, it. She does you know, don't have that license, and there's reasons for that. But, uh, you know, I'm just, you well, know. Her I husband shut her down because of the health thing recently. Yeah. 
So that that's kind of um, that was an option for about four days. <laughs> okay, I got it. Well, I don't have any device to see what you look like, but I know that somebody laughed. I guess the mayor. <laughs> He's, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, he's also uh, made some comments about his his need for having the, pro- but you know, take a risk. But it'll grow back. I um, there was a time out in Wyoming, of course. You know my Wyoming stories. I love your Wyoming days. I'll Where, let you go, and I thank you. Very okay, much. thank you. Where I grew, um, I let everything go to hell. Hair, <laughs> shaving, and I might add, I do have a beard now, folks. Um, it's but it's still only a month in or a month and a half, whatever it is. Uh, and I did um, even it up once. But um, out in Wyoming, I had gone six months, and um, I got off the plane there in Columbus and. Uh, my parents did not recognize me. They were still looking out at the plane. And I had already entered the building. They were watching each person exit the plane. It's true. I know. I know. I was just thinking. I just had a visual of... And co- then a neighbor who was there, um, he was <clears throat> a, a head of the um, College of Music at Ohio State. I mean, not college, but school of music. Anyway, he noticed me and said, Hey, Dave! And my parents turned from looking out at the plane into the hall, and my mother's expression went from joy to pure shock. You could just see it in her face. She was so disappointed in my appearance. And I was carrying a rifle. This was back in the day that if you you could carry a gun on a plane, and as long as it was taped, sealed, so it couldn't be used, you know. Oh mercy! I just had to start. And to say they it. wouldn't walk with me. They said, <laughs> "You walk a couple steps forward." And I heard my my mom whisper. I hope we don't see anybody we know. <laughs> and sure enough, up in the main terminal there in Columbus, ran into several folks that we knew, and they didn't have any problem recognizing me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you were going to say. Well, I just I, I started to have a vision of um, Cousin It walking out of the, the plane area there into the hallway and having a pair of sunglasses on, carrying a rifle and a, and a, a duffel bag or a suitcase. When you said you let everything go there, the hair and beard. Remember Cousin It? No. From the Adams family? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was nothing but hair and well, sunglasses? It was nearly that bad. <laughs> that's nearly, what, I see. That's what I had a vision of. You walk out there toting a rifle and carrying some luggage. <laughs> Nowadays, you can't. Well, anyway. You can do the luggage. This rifle was in a scabbard, I might add, mm, yep. that I had made, a leather scabbard. And I still have it somewhere, and it's really kind of nice. Oh, you need to dig that up out of the archives. Yeah. Do a little treasure hunt. All right. Scavenger hunt. <laughs> I just went through be. the morning briefing, and I think I've had enough of it already. 
Now let's look at um, a, um, what do I call it? Oh, Wallet House Report. Wallet Hub? Wallet Hub, thanks. There we go. In-house Wallet Hub. States with the biggest increases in unemployment due to COVID-19. Okay, so, um, as you know, many businesses have had to lay off people, um, furlough people, all these different terms. And is a furlough, a furlough is a temporary thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Typically, yep. A a layoff can be either, I think. Correct, yep. And then some people simply had to be let go. So that's firing, dismissal, whatever. Yeah. The definition of furlough is a leave of absence, especially that granted to a member of the armed services. Or it's also known as grant leave of absence. Well. Temporary, yes. So there's been unemployment. And they're, they're saying it is the largest since the Great Depression. So that'd be, what, 1929? Mm-hmm. My dad used to talk to me about running a business during the Depression. What business was he running? W-A-I-U. Today it's W-T-V-N in Columbus. But um, it was so different the hardships and here we are supposedly faced with something very similar so most affected state what do you think um didn't we say it was like a midwestern state missouri or Mm -hmm. iowa i'm not going to say that because it isn't yeah, okay. North Dakota, one of them, somewhere in there. The most affected state last week, although it was 10th since the whole thing began, but last week was Florida. Oh, okay. The second most affected state, and it's been that ever since this whole thing happened, and it remains in second place, Louisiana. Now, West Virginia comes in third this week. It had been in 31st place. Now, when you look at the numbers out of West Virginia, they haven't had the, you know, and one could say, well, they don't have that many people. I I get that. But they haven't had as many cases of infection and yet they're still ranked third most affected Kentucky fourth Kentucky's had quite a few more than West Virginia Mississippi fifth Georgia sixth now Georgia the governor down there is saying what Monday something like that sometime in the next two or three days they're going to start to reopen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, so where's Ohio fall in this thing? And we're, we're talking about 51 places because we always include the District of Columbia. By the way, the District of Columbia comes in 21st 
this week most affected. Ohio comes in 30th. The week um, going back since this whole thing started, it is the 15th most affected. But there's been a softening, and uh, that's good news. Now, let's, uh, let's get into a little more detail here. Well, I had some great music queued up, something really odd for you. But I don't know if we're going to get to it. Okay. Well, I was just thinking, too, with the Georgia reopening, not to shift gears or anything, but I guess I will. You can go there and get a haircut. Uh, yeah. Okay, continuing on. Okay. So um, here's detailed findings. So you, you got the category of increase in unemployment claims this year versus last year's same time. We have the increase in unemployment claims from April back to the January of this year. And then the increase in unemployment claims starting in April versus the start of the COVID-19 crisis. Okay, so this just do Ohio. So this year versus last year so far, 1,690% increase. If you did... Um, If you compared April to the start of COVID in Ohio, 3,271% increase. I know percentage is hard to figure out, but anyway, uh, just take my word for it. That's serious. Okay, now. Highest increase, lowest increase. Uh, what, st what state do you think has the lowest? Oh. Rhode Island. Wouldn't even have guessed that. Vermont, Massachusetts, Oregon, and Wyoming. And I'm doing it in opposite order. So the, wor the least is Rhode Island. Next least, Vermont. Wyoming came in 47th. Okay. How about highest increase in unemployment insurance? The ones that get the most attention, you can guess it. Florida and Louisiana and so on. Uh, the ones that has the lowest impact uh, on that area, Oregon, Wyoming, New York, Wisconsin, Idaho. Some of this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Why does New York have the lowest increase in unemployment insurance when they're one of the worst affected? Yeah. Is that on Why a does West Virginia mm -hmm. get one of the highest when they have some of the least effect? Yeah. Is that on a week-to-week -week analysis, I wonder? This is during the first four months. Okay. And then how about people fired? The worst state, New Hampshire, Louisiana, Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina. The best states to not be fired in, rather the, they have the lowest firings, 
Wisconsin, Wyoming, Alaska, Connecticut, Oregon. You get the point. Okay, jobs created since the Great Recession. 22.7 million. And at this point, we have more than that that have lost their jobs. Well, obviously, I just looked up at the clock. I'm not going to be able to play even one note of this music I have pulled special for this day, so I will save it for another time. Don't forget, we'll be airing the Governor's uh, Conference live uh, at approximately 2. Connor will bring the, uh, interrupt CBS News whenever it's appropriate to start that, uh, but it's around 2 o'clock. Have a wonderful weekend. Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York. It's opening day in three states. Owners will welcome customers back for the first time since coronavirus closures. Julia Butler is a hairstylist in Johns Creek, Georgia. We're really excited to be able to get people back in here and have them feeling good about themselves. I'm Jim Crisula. Amid coronavirus anxiety, close contact businesses like hair salons, spas, gyms, and barbershops are set to reopen in Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alaska, where restaurants will also reopen. This woman will be part of a drive-by protest at the Georgia State Capitol. It's wrong, and it's putting people's lives in jeopardy, and it's scary. Atlanta salon owner Greg Pageant. Our client are begging us to open, but really it came down to putting our staff back to work. Republican governors in South Carolina and Tennessee have proposed phased-in reopenings. Small businesses trying to survive lengthy closures are hoping for money from a new $484 billion relief bill passed in the House. Speaker Nancy Pelosi. $60 billion in a set-aside for, shall we say, the underbanked, the women, minorities, veterans, Native Americans, rural folks, people who didn't have big banking relationships, but had big credit needs. Some of the money will also go to hospitals and testing. An update on a once-promising coronavirus drug. CBS's Steve Futterman. There has been hope that the drug Remdesivir might be an effective treatment for COVID-19, but now there are doubts. Reports indicate a Chinese study found no positive effect, although the same